There's a word from the Lord on this Palm Sunday. This is the beginning of Holy Week. Here at Bible Way, we have seven services between today and next Sunday. We have already had our 8 o'clock morning worship. We have this service on Tuesday night. Look at someone say, Tuesday night. You don't want to miss Tuesday night. The Gethsemane experience when your will submits to God's will. That's what we're going to talk about. Friday night is the Calvary experience which is the ultimate sacrifice. Then on next Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, we will speak of the resurrection experience. But today, God has given us a special message for this day. Our text for today's message is found in the gospel that is recorded by Matthew. Chapter 21, verses 6 through verse 11, reading from the New King James Version. I said to the congregation this morning that God has given me a different take on Hosanna. And let me just say to you who are here at 11, I think the 8 o'clock folk knows how to praise God. There, there used to be a rumor about those who come to church early don't really praise God, but the devil is a liar. They... I had to push myself to get out of here. They, they were praising God. So it's up to you now, 11. <laughs> Amen. Because the pews are already anointed with praise. Listen to this text. Beginning at verse 6. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. They brought the donkey and the coat and laid clothes on them. And set him on them, set Jesus on them. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out saying, Hosanna! To the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. When he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? So the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee and we ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of his word for the next few moments I want to speak to you from the subject the Hosanna experience but listen to the second part of this subject I need you to help me with this look at someone and say beware of fake praisers the Hosanna experience beware of fake praises. now just before you sit down look at somebody and say I hope I'm not sitting by <laughs> I'll leave that alone <laughs> clap those hands and take your seat <laughs> amen amen the Hosanna experience. Beware of fake praisers. You do know everybody that pats you on the back don't love you, okay? Yeah. Listen, the life of Jesus, like any other life that has ever walked the earth, can be described as a series of experiences. When we are dead and gone, our life will consist of a series of experiences. Such was the case of Jesus' 33 years on earth. From his wilderness experience 
to his mountaintop experience, from his heartfelt experience to his heartache experience. To what we are describing today as the Hosanna experience. Listen, the Hosanna experience was perhaps one of the most interesting and intriguing experience of Jesus' life on earth. Of all the things he experienced, of all the things he had gone through. Perhaps this was one of the most intriguing and most interesting. For it was something, listen to this, that was not quite what it appeared to be. The Hosanna experience wasn't what you thought it was when you first saw it or when you first heard about it. However, as we shall see in today's message, Jesus' Hosanna experience, like all the other experiences that we will talk about later this week, uh, were all a part of God's master plan. This Hosanna experience was definitely a part of God's master plan. It was a plan of salvation for anyone that believed. Sometimes in order for God uh, to perfect his plan in our lives, he must take us through experiences that are not always pleasant, that are not always good. Somebody say, have your way, Lord. Sometimes in order for God to do what he had planned to do in our lives, God has to take us through some experiences that we would not have chosen for ourselves. <laughs> Preaching to somebody. Sometimes you got to just go through it. Sometimes you got to hold on to what you are going through. But God has a purpose. God has a reason for everything. Paul declares in Romans eight twenty eight, and now we know that all things work together for good. How many of you know that even though it may not be good to you, it is often good for you? Such is the case with the experiences of God. And so our text for today's message is one of those experiences of Jesus. The text occurs on the preceding, listen, on the Sunday preceding Jesus' crucifixion. It is known in Christium as Palm Sunday. This is the day that is celebrated throughout the Christian community. This was the day that Jesus entered into the Jerusalem to begin what would become a very difficult week in Jesus' life. How many of you have had some difficult weeks? <laughs> uh, how many of you things did not go as you had planned some weeks? Ooh, <laughs> Started out one way, but he ended up another way. Somebody say a difficult week. Listen, Jesus enters into Jerusalem on what we now call Holy Week, the week of his crucifixion. However, it is important to note, it is important that I point out how he entered Jerusalem. This is really important for all of the prima donna ministers and evangelists, prophet and prophetess, and everybody who rides on golden chariots and sits up high that nobody else can reach. You need to hear this. Jesus enters Jerusalem 
riding on a lowly donkey. Look at the text. It is what the prophet Zechariah prophesies about. Mother Jackson in chapter 9 and verse 9 when Zechariah talks about he comes on a lowly humble donkey. Not a white stallion. Not on a golden chariot. Certainly not on the shoulders of his supporters. Jesus the Messiah. Jesus the King of Kings comes on a lowly donkey. And it was borrowed. (laughs) Somebody else's donkey. He couldn't even afford one for himself. Chapter 21 of the book of Matthew tells us when Jesus sends his disciples and say, go there and borrow this donkey and coat. And if they ask you, my dad preached this message years ago, Deacon Lumpkin, why are you taking my donkey? Tell him the master has need of it. I remember dad preached a message, the master needs you. Okay. Uh, So he goes and borrows a donkey and says, the master needs your donkey. We're told that Jesus now rides this donkey and he enters into the city of Jerusalem. Do I have time to put this in context? He enters the city of Jerusalem. We're told in the text uh, that a large crowd gathered on the roadside as he enters the city. They cut down branches from palm trees. Thus we get the name Palm Sunday. And they place these branches on the road. And according to verse 9 of our text, they began to shout and to cry, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. That looks good, doesn't it? Particularly when you consider they are praising Jesus. But things are not always like they appear to be. Ah, may I preach this? The Greek word, the root word for Hosanna as used in the text is defined as an exclamation of praise. It is adopted from the Hebrew expression which says, listen, save us now. Oh, blessed one. I'm going to put a new twist on this, Hosanna. They said, save us now, oh, blessed one. We are first introduced to this phrase in Psalms 118, verses 25 and 26 of that psalm, in which it talks about them singing Hosanna, talks about using these words, save us now, oh, blessed one. And so it is important for us to understand that this was not a praise of worship. I'm preaching. This was not a praise of thanksgiving. It was not what it appeared to be. This was more like selfish people crying for deliverance. (laughs) Who am I preaching to? Everybody that comes to church and shouts in the name of Jesus, not shouting because of who he is. Some folks showed up simply to pimp God. Are y'all going to like me after this? There are some folk who are nothing more than spiritual pimps. God, I'll praise you if you bless me. I'll sing if you bless me. I'll show up 
if you bless me. Their cry for deliverance was simply a selfish cry to deliver us. These people were not there to celebrate or to praise Jesus. They were there for what they had hoped Jesus would do for them. They were there because they had hoped that Jesus was coming to deliver them from the atrocities of the evil Roman Empire. They were there because somebody told them that Jesus was a warrior and that Jesus was coming to overthrow Caesar. They were certainly not there to support Jesus doing what was his most difficult and trying time in his life. They were simply there for themselves. Whew, I'm, I don't want you to miss this. I know you showed up this morning, but my question rhetorically to you is, why did you show up? show up after a bad week can you show up having lost your job one of the most uh, uh, momentous moments in my life was when I had to minister to a young couple that lost a young infant child that was painful it was hurtful Andrea it was painful had to go there, had to find the words. What do I say to this faithful young couple? We were at the burial, having buried their infant child that was less than two months old. They lowered this child in the ground. I'm walking back. And, and, and the father and the mother saw me, wrapped their arms around me and said, Pastor Jackson, thank you for being here. And this is what blessed me. And we'll see you next Sunday. You didn't get it. Because some of you will still be missing church. Some of you will still be mad with God. They say, thank you. But we'll see you next Sunday and I left there and God gave me a message called give God your best praise on your worst days how many of you still know how to praise God even if God doesn't give you every ah, ah, yeah, yeah, who am I preaching to when you're there for God and not for yourself I will bless the Lord at all times his praise shall always be in my mouth y'all got about 20 seconds to get up on your feet and give God your best throw your head back Shabbat God somebody say thank you Lord by the side of the road entering into Jerusalem were not genuine praisers. They were, if you will, fake praisers. They were shouting Hosanna, thinking Jesus would triumphantly enter Jerusalem as a conquering hero, but not as a sacrificial Messiah. They were not looking for a savior. They were looking for a warrior. Uh, they were not thinking about the by and by. When I get to heaven, it'll be all right. They were looking for the right now. Uh, they thought Jesus would do it right now. Although they said the right thing their hearts were not right how many of you ever came to the meeting one night and your heart wasn't right but something got a hold of me 
everybody that shows up to worship, heart isn't right. Everybody that shows up to praise God, do not praise God for the right reasons. Some of you are here because you want one more blessing. Some of you are here because you need another miracle. Some of you are here because you need another job, a better husband, a better job, a better life. But what if that never happens? Is he still your Hosanna? Y'all going to make me preach. Look at somebody and say, what if you don't get the job? What if you don't get the promotion? What if you got to bury your child? What if you got to walk away from the cemetery? Tears running down your face. Can you still bless God? At all times, his praise will always be in my mouth. Somebody ought to give God your best praise. Somebody ought to give God your best praise. Don't fool me now. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, if you knew my story, if you knew my story, if you knew all the things I've been through, you will understand my praise, my worship is for real. Anybody know your worship is for real? I need some real praises, some genuine praises. Look at somebody and say, I hate to get on your nerves, but you don't really know what I had to go through to show up in here this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, let the redeem of the Lord say so, say so, say so, say so, say somebody ought to say something. When I think of how good God has already been, and if God doesn't do anything else, he's already done enough for me to praise him. Where was Bartimaeus? Where were the ten lepers? Where was the woman with the issue of blood? Anybody know God has already done enough? You got 30 seconds to give God. You've already been good enough. I hear a war cry. I hear a war cry. Five days later, these same folk that stood by the roadside crying Hosanna quickly changed their tune. They're now saying crucify him. We don't know him. Uh, perhaps like so many today, when they realized that God wasn't going to give them what they wanted, they began to flip on God. Y'all help me preach this and wave at your neighbor and say, don't you flip on God. 
tell them, don't you flip on God. He's the same God that woke you up this morning, started you on your way. If you don't get the job, he's still good. If you don't get the house, he's still good. If you don't get all you want, anybody know? God is good all the time and all the time. God is What happened to the Hosanna praise? See, that's why I know they were fake praisers. <laughs> because fake praisers are getting mad at God and won't show up to church for another month. <laughs> fake praisers got all kind of reasons not to come to church too long too dark in there you go to bed every night darker than this too loud in there touch your neighbor and say neighbor my praise is all about who God is and I know he's a good God even if it doesn't work out like I desire, I need you to know that I will still bless the Lord at all times. I need about 500 folk to give God a praise, even knowing that it may not happen. But God is still good. Can you help me praise Him? Can you help me praise Him? Can you help me praise him? Go wave at somebody and say, neighbor, help me. Praise God. Help me. Give God a genuine, real praise. Y'all got 10 seconds. Some of you, 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 some of you. I want to see you again to next first Sunday. But look at your neighbors and neighbor. Real praisers show up even when they don't feel like it. Even when they're tired and sick. They know how to press their way. Good to see you, Deacon Lumpkin. I know you're in pain. But I've seen you for the last four weeks sitting right there giving God a praise. Somebody ought to give God your best. Now listen, I'm almost done. So listen, five days later. <laughs> Woo! Will y'all help me preach this? Look at somebody and say, it really doesn't take that long for people to flip on you. <laughs> Some of y'all, y'all ain't got to wait five weeks, or three months, or next year. Y'all know some people that's going to flip on you before the end of the week. <laughs> There's some people who were on your side on Sunday morning that are crying crucify him on Friday listen Pontius Pilate says I present to you your king they say we have no king but Caesar look at somebody and say what happened <laughs> and I say to some of you who've been sitting on your praise for the last year what happened you're not the only one who lost a loved one look at somebody and say what happened 
You're not the only one who lost a job. Look at somebody and say, what happened? You're not the only one who went through difficult times. The key to any good relationship is consistency. I tell every young couple, the key is consistency. Nobody wants you to kiss up on them in the mornings and curse them out at night. key to your relationship with God is consistency. As we prepare to conclude this Palm Sunday message, I want you to go with me as we consider these three key questions. Stand to your feet all over this place. Take your phones out. Take a picture. Three key questions that I need you to consider with me this morning as we talk about the Hosanna experience. This is personal. This is not meant to be judgmental. In fact, this is not for you to ask your neighbor, but this is for you to ask yourself. Look at somebody and say, this is for me. Question number one for us to consider. Will we accept the Lord's true purpose for our lives no matter what? What if it's not in God's purpose for you to get that promotion? That's your will. But what if that's not God's purpose? What if it was never God's purpose for you to have that thing that you desired more than anything else? That has always been your desire, but it, not, it has not always been God's purpose. God's purpose was never to be a conquering warrior. His purpose was to be a sacrificial Messiah. They could not accept the Lord's purpose. Second key question for us to consider as we conclude this message is this. This is so important. Can we separate what we want the Lord to do? from what he really came to do. Maybe he didn't come for you to be the biggest shot on your job. <laughs> Maybe God says, that's not why I came into your life. Can we separate what we want from what he really came to do? Maybe he wanted you to be an example. Maybe he wants you to be the shining example you want. Maybe God does not want you to go viral and to be famous. <laughs> and to have many, many followers. Maybe he wants you to follow, not seek followers. Ooh, I who am I preaching to? Because we've got it all mixed up, Regina. We are living in a generation where young people are obsessed and they judge their success by how many people follow them. The question is, do you follow him? <laughs> and if you follow him, that's all that matters. And God will give you peace that surpasses all understanding. And God will give you joy, unspeakable joy. And God will give you things that only God can do. And here's the third and the final question for us 
to consider as we conclude this message this morning. Look at this. I'm leaving this on this board. I want you to see it. Write it down. Type it. Take a picture of it. Now this is personal. This is personal. Will you continue to worship and praise God even if he doesn't give us or do for us what we desire or expect? What if he never heals your body? <laughs> Lord, I still love you. <laughs> what if you are not delivered from cancer? Lord, I still love you. <laughs> what if your family falls apart? <laughs> Lord, I still love you. I'll still worship you. I'll still praise you. Uh, even if things don't go the way I desire, Lord, I still worship you. Even if my children never call me, even if they never act like they grew up in the church, I still love you. Even if my friends turn their backs on me, Lord, I still love you. Even if I don't get the next promotion, Lord, I, Lord, I, Lord, I still, anybody still love him? Do me a favor. Walk around. Tell somebody, I still love him. I'll still praise him. Tell somebody, I still love him. I'll still praise him. I still love him. I'll still praise him. I still love him. I'll still praise him. When I buried my daddy, I still love you. I'll still praise you. When things don't go the way you want, I'll still love you. I'll still praise them. Mother Jackson, Mama, when you close your eyes and you're not here anymore, I'll still love him. I'll still praise him. Anybody know I still? Come on, Zion. Come on, Zion. Clap those hands. Open your mouth. Give God your... Lord, I still love you. Lord, I still praise you. Lord, I still love you. Meet me at the altar, somebody. Lord, I still love you. Lord, I still praise you. Lord, I still love you. Somebody, somebody, somebody showed up to give God your praise even during a difficult time. Y'all excuse us. God has been too good for me to act cute. I've got to praise him. I still love him. I'll still praise him. I still love him. I'll still praise him. Hosanna experience. Beware 
of fake praises. Can I tell you what my prayer request has been in my life? And the more I'm in ministry, my prayer has been, I used to pray that, Lord, surround me with gifted, talented people. But then God changed that. You know what my prayer is? Lord, surround me with sincere people. Because the truth is, I've been hurt by gifted people. I've been wounded by super talented people. Ooh. And that's why God says, beware of those who, who come with their own agenda. But if you are a true worshiper, and if your worship is for real, then it's all about who God is, not just what he can do for you. Listen, Bishop Larry Trotter wrote this powerful song, and it has always blessed me. Ooh, the song is simply entitled, My Worship is for real you don't know my story all the things that I've been through Bishop Charter writes you can't feel my pain what I had to go through to get here you'll never understand my praise Look at someone and say, don't try to figure it out. Because my worship whew, is for real. I've been through too much. Whew, <laughs> Not to worship him. Anybody know you've been through too much? Uh, I've been through too much. Whew not to praise him for my worship my worship is for real worship and arts minister Regina Skeeter listen Ooh. listen as you make your way others here today listen listen you don't know my story all the things all the things that I
continue to worship and praise God even if he doesn't give you what you want or what you desire the three Hebrew boys said as they entered into the fire of furnace O king we refuse to bow to your music we know that the God we serve is able to deliver us but even if he doesn't we still will not bow and we know that God is able anybody know I still worship you Lord come on thank you Jesus my worship is for real In order for your worship to be for real, your relationship with God has to be real. You can't have a fake relationship and have genuine worship. Ooh, I did not say you have to be perfect. No one in here is perfect. All of us slip, fallen, sin. We all have made mistakes. But a genuine relationship with God means you get back up and say, Lord, I still love you. I'll still praise you. With all of my shortcomings, with all of my issues, here am I, Lord. I'm here to still worship you and to praise you. See, these fake praisers five days later will cry and crucify him but true worshipers will show up next Sunday whether God bless you this week or not <laughs> we'll worship God through good times and bad times but it begins with a relationship close those eyes Perhaps God is calling someone this day. If you're not where you ought to be, if you're not where God wants you to be, it is never too late. God forgives. God pardons sins. After we pray, those of you that are joining us virtually, on demand, on radio, Call that number 1-888-776-1238. Someone is there to pray with you, pray for you. If you're in this worship center, if you're in this sacred place, God is calling you right now. Sometimes we have to be bold enough to forget about who's watching, what they think, say Lord I need you right now I need I need a genuine relationship with you so that I can have genuine worship close those eyes and after we pray if you're here in this center if you're here in this worship center meet us right here at this altar watch God transform your life watch God make your life and your worship for real lord we thank you we bless you we honor you this day thank you lord for this incredible palm sunday worship experience thank you for those of us who are not discouraged by our own guest sentiment or our own hosanna experience Thank you for those who endured fake praisers, fake friends, and yet we are here.
giving you genuine worship. Thank you, Lord. I believe the best is yet to come. We declare and decree that we love you, that we honor you, that we praise you. This is our prayer. In your name we pray and give thanks. And all of those that know it is already done, say amen. Come on, if you're here right now, you want to make that commitment. If you want to join the church or commit your life to the Lord or just be a better person, come stand right here. I'll stand here with you. My worship. I'll stand right now. My worship. Anyone, wherever you are, it's not too late. Thank you. Yeah. 